Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. This is an oldie but goodie. It's from the Thought Leader Life series where Jim Canfield, who at the time was running the Renaissance Executive Forum with 2,000 members, brings on a guest, Bruce McClellan. And we talk about what does it mean when you're running a company? You're the CEO and it's lonely at the top. And how do you look out for help? How do you get support? It really is the focus on having a peer group around you, having mentors around you. I'd also add having mentees around you. Uh, This is a great episode worth looking at, worth thinking about. It will help you think about as you running a company, being the CEO, we need to look for support. Look forward to seeing you at the next episode. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to us. Thank you so much. Bye now. Hello, this is Mitchell Levy, and welcome to the 63rd episode of Thought Leader Life. I am very excited for the month of March. We have Jim Canfield, who's the CEO of Renaissance Executive Forums that has 2,000 members internationally. It's a CEO networking group that helps CEOs be successful. Jim, great to have you here. Thanks, Mitchell. Glad to be here. And and we're interviewing the guest today, Bruce McLennan, who's the uh, uh, the principal within the architectural group, um, Farnsworth Group, and and it's it's going to be fun to talk to uh, different CEOs, different uh, chief honchos at organizations, and sort of uh, dig underneath. And so, Bruce, welcome here. Good to have you. And and let me let me just throw you a, a, a sort of softball. And often what we hear, and and certainly I've run a number of CEO groups myself, often what we hear and often what I see, it it gets kind of lonely at the top. Uh, What do you talk about? What does that mean to you? Yeah, it really, it can get lonely. It's one of those things that that comes with the territory, but it's something that also uh, could be one of the downsides uh, if if you let it get to you. Got it. Nice. Jim? So Bruce, as you think about lonely at the top, how does that typically show up for you? Normally what it turns into is that there are a lot of decisions that you have to make and, and it kind of comes down to where it sits on your shoulders. It's one of those things that, uh, uh, that over time uh, you realize you're affecting a lot of other lives with these different decisions and you can't always have somebody that can help you with those. Yeah, it's interesting. For the last 20 years, I've been involved with these um, groups, CEO peer groups, in your case, a forum, and it's amazing to have that that spot to go to to talk about things you can't talk about anywhere else. Um, I'm guessing you use your forum in that way. Yeah, consistently we have, and, and that's been a very good help for us, uh, and I say us because I have two great partners. Um, and I still have two great partners, and we've done some transitions within our business lately or recently in the last year. But even so, uh, it's nice to be able to sit in a, in a closed room with a group of peers that really does understand what you're doing 
and gives you an opportunity to uh, to really kind of bounce the ideas off of them before you even take that back to your partners. Yeah, it provides a safe space. So as you were thinking about becoming a member of, of this forum, did this one weigh in for you? Did it resonate for you as a as a spot, as a reason that you'd want to become a member? Uh, yeah, most certainly. The whole idea of having um, of having that kind of opportunity to speak with people from different components of business um, that may not even be related to what you're doing, but they have a different perspective on issues that uh, are common is definitely one of the reasons that I wanted to be involved and have remained to be involved in forums. Really, Bruce, it's interesting. I just thought I'd mention I before I actually started uh, a CEO group, and this was this is ten years ago. I really didn't know what to expect and I didn't realize how powerful it would be and I also didn't realize how lonely it really was and and there's it's sort of a night and day thing between what my expectations were because I, I had a friend of mine approach me and as a partner we started a CEO networking group and, and then we ended up with a bunch of different uh, chapters and so but I, I really had no clue what to expect and and so I guess that was sort of Jim's question is did you kind of know, or did you get there and was shocked? Well, I'd had an opportunity to talk to a couple of friends that I had that were in similar environments, and it gave me kind of an idea of, of what to expect as I walked into, you know, my first forum meeting. But certainly, um, I didn't know the depth of what to expect, and and really the things that I could take away from the the conversations and how how uh, insightful some of those actually were going to be and how helpful some of those were going to be. So that may have been the surprise. That may have been the aha. Nice. Uh, hey, I'm done. We got an aha moment out of this, so I'm definitely done. For this. <laughs> hey, hey, Bruce, I know that a lot of the conversations uh, are confidential. In fact, confidentiality is an absolute hallmark of the forum process. But, but is there something that you could share that uh, was a, a decision or a, or a piece of feedback that you got from the forum that really made a, a big impact on you or the forum? Certainly. We, it, it was almost a two-year process, but as we were beginning to, uh, to climb in the go-go uh, days of uh, 2009 and 2010, uh, we watched the bottom drop out from underneath us about as quickly as we were climbing. Um, and it was a very difficult time. We had some very good highs and we had some very, very dark lows. Um, the whole scenario of what I was able to gain from having somebody to lean on and have conversations during forum groups, um, how they were able to help me take our, our whole company through probably the darkest time that we'd ever had. Um, and I, you know, they probably got tired of hearing the same thing week by week or month by month, if you will. But it was one of those scenarios that uh, without that kind of support, I never would have made it through. Even with the partners that I had, I needed somebody that I could bounce things off of, and uh, uh, it was instrumental in, in getting us through and taking us out uh, of what probably was kind of the ringer. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, what a great story. Now, some of the other things that, that people tell us about forum membership is they'll say, you know, it's a place I can get fresh ideas, fresh perspectives. Um, does that show up for you as well? Yeah, most certainly. Um, we have a very close group, and a lot of us have been involved together for seven or eight years or six or seven years in that kind of a tenure. And we've had some people that have come, come and gone in the process. But the whole scenario of being able to look at things in a very frank and, uh, uh, and upfront kind of a format uh, 
sat in our group before, and I think you've seen that we are very interactive and also the kind that actually are holding each other accountable. We're looking at each other and there's a lot, um, a lot of love, if you will, uh, for the group and the way that things are going. And uh, that's been uh, a really great aspect of, of uh, what we're taking away from that experience. So I, I was just curious about that because I, I think finding accountability partners um, is always always relevant. And, and I think you, so you hit on an interesting sort of for me an aha and that was it, it, it's you're, you're sort of getting these informal accountability partners because you're sort of saying one month, okay, I'm here and over the next month or quarter I want to get to here. And then every month you have to show up in front of these people who you respect and sort of tell them where you are. Right, and so it's 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 not necessarily a formal accountability process. Although I've had I've seen members get together and do that, but it's kind of the informal one because you're embarrassed if you don't move it forward, right? Oh well, certainly. I mean, that's a component of it, and uh, it's also fun to gig each other if if uh, you know if, if you're doing something that's kind of stupid. Um, but the reality of it is that you know there are a series of of things that come from that that are both fresh ideas and also you know look, you're doing this wrong. You really got to do it this way. You really have to start thinking about it in this kind of a light rather than where you've been stuck. And I think that's one of the, the strengths of what that dialogue becomes. Mitchell, also Bruce is really lucky. He uh, has a great forum leader in Paul Triffitt in the Denver area. And I know Paul well enough to t be able to say that uh, I know that he has a very formal process of accountability in addition to that informal accountability. He does. Uh, <laughs> he, he's usually the first one to follow up with me on the things that I've committed to do outside of our organization, so I know he probably does that with you as well, doesn't he, Bruce? Oh, most certainly. Um, and, and it's actually been one of the, one of the strengths of what goes on. Um, and it, it, in a good, friendly way, because there are times when you've got other missions, you've got other uh, projects that are going on. Yeah, let's take that until we get to the next uh, opportunity, and we'll talk about that again. But it really is a great opportunity to make sure that you're staying on task. As Jim, that, that brings up an interesting point. Maybe for those that are not uh, ultimately familiar with a group like that, maybe you could talk about what does it mean? Who are you for the organization? What does it mean to have forum members? And, and I, I want to just point out for those that are listening and watching, that whether or not you call yourself a CEO or whether or not you're an independent thought leader, you know, who is also acting and, and, and being in the same way, this sort of concept is really important to have a group of peers, a group of advisors who can help you be successful. Um, Jim, can you talk about the structure a little bit? Sure. I'm, I'm CEO of Renaissance Executive Forums internationally, and it really comes down to local markets, though, uh, Mitchell. We operate groups um, in these in a local market. Everyone who is in the group tends to be in that uh, in that geographic area, and yet they come from a diverse group of businesses. So no competitors in the room, no vendor supplier relationships of any um, of any size. So they get a really true objective third party view of the business that they're in and the issues that they're facing. And what's interesting is we don't even really use, although we we sort of informally refer to them as CEO groups. Uh, CEO forums, we really more formally speak to them as top executive forums. And that allows for a lot of titles. You know, in Bruce's case, principal, um, many of our uh, members in South America, Latin America would be managing director, um, president, owner, 
a lot of different titles, but ultimately it's that person at the top of the organization who's making those decisions that affect the where the organization is headed and the people who work for it. And we even have groups for large organizations, medium-sized organizations. We even have a group for uh, sole proprietors and independent um, uh, uh, consultants, like you mentioned, uh, that we call our business improvement groups, who meet in a very similar way. Yeah, so, so Bruce, you just got lucky enough to, to be in a location where you've got a, a person running the forum who's pretty good at what they do. Yes. Yeah, he's great. Um, and we've had some history. We've had a couple of different leaders through the through my tenure within Forum, and they've always been uh, the same the same kind of quality of people. And, and what is that? What is if you're going to give the attributes of, of a successful Forum leader? What is it that you personally appreciate? Certainly, there's a a, a personal uh, a personal commitment, and the commitment is a large component of what can make that work, but also somebody who's really been there, done that, and somebody who's not afraid to uh, explore new ideas and, and look at new opportunities. Um, a facilitator, yes, on one hand, but on the other hand, somebody who really is involved in the discussion is somebody who really does care, um, and also someone who can bring resources together in different ways and give us an opportunity to figure out how to maybe look at it differently or how to utilize that resource, and yes, in fact, from the network of of uh, people that uh, that we all know beginning to connect the dots and help us do the same. Yeah, I think that's really well spoken, Bruce. And one of the things that we think about internally, and I think you described it really well, is this really interesting mix of business experience and and I think business intelligence that's also mixed with emotional intelligence and the ability to be able to understand the impact of the decisions that are being made and, and the issues that are being faced in addition to just solving the problems. And Mitchell, I almost think that, that what is what makes a great executive anyway, and, and I would say that uh, Bruce probably exemplifies that as well. What's always interesting to me is I, I get to visit groups all around the country and all around the world, and I think the attributes that you described are what I find. The approaches may be somewhat different. If we went to a group in uh, Virginia versus in Denver, and yet what I see from member two Bruce is they tell me the same things that really great business experience and I understand my business a little bit better and I've gotten good feedback about that on the other hand I understand the impact on people and I know that my forum leader you know cares about me as a person as well as an executive and a, and a member of the group we've also had the, the great fortune of being able to get a good mix of people within our group yeah. and um, th while there are some some varied uh, needs from everybody within the group there's a lot of common uh, commonality in in the issues that we face every single day, and having the person who's kind of been there, done that, also being able to address the kinds of things um, that uh, may have helped in a similar situation, uh, that that's just critical, and it, and it's it's uh, it's a real value that comes away from uh, from where we go with that. Yeah, you know, Mitchell, one of the other things that comes up a lot from our members, and and Bruce, you you actually alluded to it earlier in our conversation, is this whole area of change. And it tends to show up two different ways. One is uh, is responding or reacting to the change that just comes at us. None of us had an opportunity to choose whether to participate in the economy over the last few years. Yeah. You just had to respond to it. And the other is, I would say, proactive change. As, as you talk about, how do I take the organization from where it is today to where you really want to see it down the road and, and plotting that course along the way? Um, do you see that showing up in your group as well? 
Yeah, definitely. It, it's uh, you know whether it's working on a one-page plan, whether it's trying to be as strategic as you can be, and where that's going to take you. Whether it's trying to figure out how to parcel out your day uh, so that you can be strategic. You know, all of those are components uh, of the discussions, and uh, having somebody who can help you with that that thought process and also help you kind of get through what's going to be next and what that may in fact do for you. What you know, what aren't you thinking about? What what is the next step out there um, that you need to be planning for. And by the way, if you don't do that, you may have this consequence that you need to think about, whatever that ripple effect might be. Um, those are all components of what we see. You know, the other thing, Mitchell, that Bruce mentioned earlier is um, he, he mentioned that he had been with a couple of forum leaders where you know, we had one person in the market for a period of time and now, now another. And the reason that exists is you know, a lot of groups um, get together ad hoc and they stay together for a short period of time. But our average member stays with us now um, over 58 months, almost um, almost five years. Um, and so you're really able to, as Bruce is saying, these, you're tackling big issues like where are we headed strategically? Where do I want to see the organization go? And they get a chance, um, as Bruce does as a member, to work on this with their for other forum members for, for months and years at a time to really see the organization pull through uh, through a full cycle of change. We've actually had a couple of members that I've been able to watch um, not only their careers but their entire culture mature and it's been really really rewarding to be a component of that um, and to, to, to not only be from the accountability side but also to be able to look at somebody and say wow we really just helped what, what this whole situation was and when this person started you know there were some things there that it, 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 I would have been horrified, let alone what did they feel, and walk into a group with a series of people uh, who can help you in that process and you kind of open your soul uh, and realize that um, this is going to be one of the best things that's ever come because now look at where you've gone and I love to watch somebody mature that way through the group and, and we've seen two or three of those in even just my brief tenure with, uh, with the group in, in six or seven years. Nice. Hey, what what uh, how do you use how do you use the, the group? I've seen many different models, right? I've seen I've seen CEOs that basically they they will wait on a major issue and they'll present they they want to go ahead and present one new issue every month just so they can get that that direct feedback. I've seen other CEOs who who they carve out something that's really gnarly. And then they'll they'll play with it for a quarter or two until it's solved before they they start again. What how, how do you use how do you use the group effectively for for your organization? Well, certainly I am more in the scenario of of taking a, a larger issue and kind of allowing it to uh, to stew and to mature as we work our way along. Um, it, for me, it's not so much the quick hit kinds of items. It's been really more of how am I going to get through this? And and you know our our uh, our journey through the economy was the perfect example. That was not a short scenario, but it was as big an issue as it could have possibly been. And to be able to um, to to kind of transition through the different components and say, okay, I've been thinking about this. This is how I'm approaching it, and here's my progress. Um, that's that was so valuable to be able to be able or be able to say that we've had progress on those issues and to also be able to have someone look at me and say, okay, so what's next? You know, you've had progress, but what's next? You know, how are we going to get you out of this to the next steps? And, and uh, there's been a lot of that 
in my tenure. Hey, Jim, I got a question. Priscilla, yeah. cool. I got a question for you. What you sort of talked about? What makes a good forum leader? What makes a good executive member? I mean, what, and you're you're gonna say, well, look at Bruce, right? But and and clearly he's above average because of the average ten years, fifty eight months. He's already exceeded that, right? So we we'll recognize he's above average. But what makes a good member? That's a great question uh, it, because membership is by invitation. Uh, we. If you think about it, there's only uh, 12 people who are going to be in a group at one time, and every one of those individuals is important um, in terms of what they bring to the group. You know, we look for people who are open, they're willing to bring the issues that they're facing to others. Um, I always say they're, they're people who are lifelong learners, they're really trying to figure out the next thing, and, um, and are open to new ideas, fresh ways of looking at things. I think there are also people who are, are, have the ability to give really crisp, good feedback to others. They understand an issue fairly quickly and can uh, give on-point feedback that can be very valuable. Um, you know, if I had to pick one, I would say the willingness to be vulnerable. And that can be a tough thing to do when you're used to being the person who has all the answers. And, uh, and now you're going to be with a group who's going to probably question most of your answers. And, uh, and being willing to, to be uh, vulnerable to those uh, I think you call it gigging people a little bit, but, but really holding them accountable for what they're not thinking instead of just being um, firm in what they are thinking. And you can't be afraid to um, you can't be afraid to actually call it what it is, okay? And and certainly I don't know if all groups are that way, but our group has definitely been that way. It's been a scenario where you know what you're hiding behind this. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull that card down and, and we're going to look at this for a little bit because you came to us with this that's obviously a concern, but you're really not telling us what the issue is. Come on, let's get to the issue. You know, let's really get there and let's really find out what it is. And we've had many dialogues that way within our group, um, and those are probably useful dialogues maybe because there isn't a script and there's, there's no preconceived notion. You know, let's find out what it is and let's really get to it because there really is an issue here. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I, I've had the chance to visit Bruce's group, and 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 it is a high-performing group. And and what I see is, you know, you ask about different ways groups perform. Sometimes when they first get together, they're more interested in the new ideas, like um, speakers come to the groups and give fresh ideas, and people are really enamored with that. But I think as groups mature and when they become high-performing groups, they operate exactly the way you've described, Bruce. It's really more about really holding people accountable to what they've committed to, holding people accountable to the, um, the directions that they've set and the actions they've decided to take. But it's also what you're saying, questioning in a robust way even the decisions that they're making and, and the directions that they've set. Uh, I remember being with a group once and uh, it was the one that groups tend to love, which is should we do this acquisition? And all of the financial indicators pointed towards doing this acquisition until one member looks at the other and says, wait a minute, didn't you tell us one of your key priorities this year was to spend more time with your teenage boys? And looks like this would take you out of town a, a lot of the time this year. Is that really what you wanted to do? And, and he did, they did pass on the acquisition because he felt like it, it, would, it would. It was an ego-driven acquisition on his part. Um, and yes, it would have had a good financial result, but not one that he was willing to trade off for, for the commitment he had made to his family.
you you Jim, you now mentioned uh, a couple of things that are interesting work drawing on. One is being able to be vulnerable, right? As a CEO, you need to be in a group and be vulnerable. And one way to do that is to have Bruce, and maybe you could give us an example or two without names, obviously, of, of CEOs where their thought process was ego-driven and having a peer group say, you know, you're speaking from a place that may not may be conflicting. That was a great story, Jim. And, and Bruce, what do you, you got any of those that you that sort of come to the top of your mind? Yeah, we've certainly had a couple of those. And our group um, does have some larger, uh, some large companies and some very small companies. Um, and we did have, uh, we have one gentleman in there that uh, always uses the technique of the six second pause. And we love to give him a hard time about that. Uh, <laughs> He likes to sit for a second and say, are you done? You know, that kind of a scenario. Um, and we've had a couple of discussions where, you know, the, the dust is cleared for a second and all of us kind of look at each other and we're waiting for that six second pause to try and figure out if that's where that piece is going to come out or if it's my turn to jump in because, uh, in fact, you know, we're saying, hang on a second here, that's the ego calling. That's not really where you are. And then we're back to the scenario that says, come on, let's get to the real issue here. Um, and we have had a few scenarios like that, um, but again, that six-second pause is really one of the most fun aspects of, of what goes on in our group. That's great. Um, I, I, do have a I do have a question about CEO sort of thought leadership, and 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 I'd love to get both of your viewpoints on the 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 ability or desire for the CEO in the organization and and potentially the rest of the organization to be able to proliferate thought leadership in the marketplace. And I'd love to hear a little bit of feedback from both of you on that. Uh, Jim, what do you, you want to start big picture and then uh, Bruce talk about it from your group? Sure, I, I think it's really important for the CEO of an organization to have what I would call a point of view. And, and it could be that they, um, they see where the organization, they would like the organization to go in the future and they start to assemble thoughts and ideas that help define and explain that to the rest of the organization. It's different from what I think um, people fear and, and sometimes happens, which is the flavor of the month, you know, where we're doing one thing one month and one thing the next month, and then the third month comes along and it's something brand new. And, and I think in that case, the, the people inside the organization almost wait for it to pass. This is completely different. This is being able to find a thread that moves through a variety of different ideas, content, and direction, but all are in support of where the CEO would like to see that organization end up down the road. Because oftentimes they have a vision that others haven't seen yet, and it's often better revealed in small pieces than, than one big brushstroke. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Um, it's very easy to get caught chasing shiny objects, and certainly it's one of the things that um, as a group, everybody can hold you responsible for, but also as an individual, if you're going to be the thought leader, bringing those kinds of, of uh, large, uh, large ideas, large initiatives, large strategies uh, back to your organization, uh, there is really no time to be chasing shiny objects. You've really got to, to move forward with uh, being consistent. Your messaging needs to be consistent. Um, and it also has a passionate kind of an approach to the way that things are going. These are people's lives that you're that you're working with, um, and and again, I think it's been very helpful for me to be able to bounce that off people and say, here's how I'm going to present something. 
um, and they look at you and say, boy, I wouldn't do it that way. I'd do it this way. That's been very useful. Nice. I, you know, it, it's always amazing to me um, on how quickly uh, 30 minutes goes. Uh, I want to take a second just to thank the sponsor uh, for the program. This is uh, Think Aha. It's the organization that I run, and, and Think Aha does uh, two things that are relevant. One, Thought Leader Life, the, the show we're on, where we actually record uh, live on YouTube, um, so via Google Hangouts, but also share the content on SlideShare. Um, we, we strip out the audio and create a podcast. We do a blog post. And, and one of the things that's very cool and I'm very excited to see is for the month of March, we're going to be speaking to different members of the Renaissance Executive Forums and coming up with a AHA Amplifier book, and, and a, a book comprised of 140 uh, Twitter-sized quotes on what does it mean to be a CEO, what does it mean to be part of this group, how can you drive success in your organization, and how do you get help for it. I'm, I'm very excited about that, and I'm really glad to have you as a host for the month, Jim. It's, it's pretty spectacular. Um, Bruce, if there's a a question we didn't ask, or, or based on the conversation, uh, something that you need to, to add to this conversation, what would it be? Boy, a question you didn't ask. We've been pretty thorough in that scenario, and I appreciate the opportunity to actually uh, kind of convey what's been going on, but um, the thing that I'd like to add really has more to do with um, the scenario of how it is uh, that we maintain the continuity within the group. Um, and, and Jim, talked a little bit about the fact that this is by invitation um, and it is a scenario that uh, you know the, the group dynamics are very important. I think one of the things that makes things as strong as they do is the fact that those dynamics um, have been vetted uh, and there is a good mix um, and that's one of the reasons that people uh, have the comfort level that they have and Jim I think that's been one of the strengths of, of certainly within our group uh, and our leaders but I'm sure that you see that uh, also within the, some of the other groups. Absolutely, that's a great point. Thanks for making it. And, and Jim, how about you? Is there is there uh, something we should wrap up with? Um, did what did what did you feel about the half hour? Is there something that we should have talked about, or any any co uh, cogent points that should be uh, brought up? No, we've spent a lot of time talking about Renaissance, and and there are other people who run these groups as well. For anybody who's who's watching and and is thinking about being in a group, I would say we'd love to have you. But if you can't find one of ours, get in a, a group of some kind that I really believe strongly in this idea that all of us are smarter than any of us. And that idea that we can get a good collaborative thought group together and, and come up with a better solution than we would have on our own is important to every uh, executive out there. So, by the way, that's exactly what I was looking for. One more aha moment from Jim Canfield. All of us are better than any of us. So, than one of us. Nice job. Excellent. Uh, hey, Bruce, this was really enjoyable. Thanks so much for spending time with us. Same thing, Jim. I really am looking forward to uh, the interviews and shows for the rest of the month. Hey, thanks for being with us, everyone. We'll look forward to seeing you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Uh, bye now. Thanks, Mitchell. Thanks, Bruce. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thought Leader Life, where I'm joined by one of our thought leadership co-hosts to create compelling thought leadership that will propel their status in their industry. To learn more about Thought Leader Life, go to thoughtleaderlife.com. And to learn more about creating and sharing your aha moments, go to ahathat.com slash author, where you can also find a link to book a strategy call. 
You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.